0: Hi, this is Noelle, and I'm Lynette, and we're the hosts of Hidden Gems, a film podcast, and you're listening to House of Lee NYC. Welcome to the House of Lee NYC, the place for life's random how to's, hacks and tips. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm going to share with you the five essential tools I have in my kitchen that make KP duty a cinch. But first, would you please share the show with at least two other people you think would like to hang out with us? And if you're into podcasting, check out my co-produced virtual podcasting conference, podthon.com. It's going to take place on July 18th and 19th. You can buy a live ticket or an all-access pass at podthon.com. So listen, I have a new segment all about random stuff I ordered on Amazon this week. My friend and voiceover artist and producer, Russ Matera, recorded the drop for me, and so you've got to let us know how fun you think it is I think it's a lot of fun I'm very excited so it's it's like a premiere <laughs> today please do reach out and let me know what you'd like me to cover and which guests you'd like me to interview on the show what tips life hacks and DIYs tips would you like to know about it's been a while I know since I've had a guest and they'll be coming on shortly bear with me all right On to my five essential kitchen tools to make life easier, Uh, especially if you dislike cleaning up as much as I do. (laughs) So every day I'm in my tiny cramped NYC apartment kitchen and I use the various tools I've put into place to make certain jobs easier. I'm always so thankful I have them. And then I think, I should share this info with the House of Lee NYC listeners, right? That's you guys. And you know, I've been sitting on this episode idea for more than a year. <laughs> ah, it's a quirky show, I know. So let's jump right in. First, my main frontline tool is drumroll please a putty knife. What? You ask? Yes, a putty knife. Uh, my refrigerator is so stunned it stopped humming. <laughs> Let me tell you why. It acts as a gentle scraper for countertops. Like, no more scrubbing and rubbing till your forearms are tired Uh uh-uh, you know what I'm talking about. You've cooked and prepped up a storm and perhaps you didn't wipe the counter off as quickly as you thought you would. So then stuff gets stuck, right? Even like little tiny crummy, crummy parts, right? Little bits, little, I I don't even know what you call them. But you know, all you need to do is sprinkle some hot water, well, any water, but hot water is better, on the counter and then run the putty knife across the counter a couple of times and et voila. All you have to do is wipe the counter off. No scrubbing, no rubbing. It saves time. It's awesome. It's the best five bucks I've ever spent at a hardware store. <laughs> Ah. And I recommend the four inch, three inch or four inch putty knife with an unsharp image. Some of them come sharpened and others are not. And the reason you don't want a sharp, sharp one is you don't want to mar your countertop by accident. I've never done that. And in the years since I figured out this trick, I've never scratched my counter. Uh, My putty knife happens to be the metal one. I bet the plastic ones could work just as well if you're concerned. Now, Take responsibility for your own actions. If you don't feel comfortable using a putty knife, then don't. I'm not responsible for any damages that arise. I'm just sharing my experience here, okay? All right. The second tool in my kitchen arsenal is a long handled scrub brush. That's my go-to for a first run through on dishes and pots. Then I have the sponge with the plastic netting. I'm a little bothered, though, that the plastic netting, which acts as a scrubber, you know, I'm bothered that it wears out so quickly. So you know what I've been thinking? I've been thinking of going to the fabric store and seeing what kind of material like the plastic netting that I can buy and then sew it up to be able to continue using the same sponge because the sponge doesn't wear out. It's just the plastic netting like the, the Dobby or Dobby sponges. I mean, the whole recycling thing, it gets me, you know, and I, and I want to, to be as mindful as I can. Okay, so I guess that's, uh, we're on number three. So I guess I have six tips, not five. Oops. Okay, so items four and five are boiling water and baking soda. You can do magic with just those two things. They cut down on cleaning time significantly. For the boiling water, I put a Pyrex measuring cup filled with water into the microwave and set the timer to three, three and a half minutes to boil about two-ish cups of water. Then I take that boiling water and I pour it onto hard to clean pots and pans. You know, if I broil something in a pan or greasy residue from burgers or something, the boiling water cuts down the scrub time. Try it, it really works. Hot water is also good for soaking silverware and random residue that doesn't come off easily. And, you know, <laughs> by now you must be thinking, jeezly, what is going on in your kitchen? <laughs> hey, no judgments, okay? <laughs> All right, so for the baking soda, I mean, baking soda is good for a lot of things. And if I've really gone and mucked it up in the kitchen, uh, in a pot or a pan, I put water in the pan or pot that overheated, and then, you know, the cemented foodstuffs that are turned on they they turn into stuck on burned ickiness you know what i'm talking about well i put water and baking soda in the pan or pot and i boil it the water should be high enough to cover the burned stuff right and then how much baking soda Mm, i don't know a couple of tablespoons or i just dump some in i i kind of pour and shake and say oh that's good enough So then my favorite secret weapon, tool number five, well, no, number six, right? Number six, we're on six, is triple zero or quadruple zero steel wool. It takes gunk right off without scratches because it's such fine wool. The gauge is very thin versus like a metal scrubber. That's really harsh. You you don't want to use that on stuff because it it could scratch the finish off your awesome, you know, cookware, (laughs) But again, take responsibility for your own actions here. It works for me, so if you try it, make sure to try it on a small patch of pan or pot to make sure you're okay with the results before going full on with it. But again, once you use the boiling water, the baking soda, and then if you use the steel wool, then that stuff should come right off. But I tell you, fine steel wool, it's like magic. It also works on rust, you know, tough, burned on, grease grease on baking sheets, making them shiny and metal again, I love it. Yes, so, you know, like cookie baking pans or cookie baking sheets when you, over time they get kind of brownish. Well, if you use all of those things, the, the hot water, the baking soda, and then the steel wool, it makes them shiny and metal again it's so awesome the first time I've discovered that I was I was stunned and awed and I thought I have to share this with someone <laughs> so now what about you what kitchen tools are your go-tos and must-haves what am I missing what do I need to know please share and now let's check out my Amazon buys random stuff leaves ordered from Amazon. Thank you, Russ. So this week I ordered Are you ready? <laughs> I ordered cheddar cheese powder and an LED ceiling light. Random, right? Let me explain. I ordered the powdered cheese because it's more cost-efficient and convenient to have it in the house. This way, I can save money and I can buy any shape pasta and use any amount, not just what's in that box from Kraft. And I can turn any type of pasta into mac and cheese. Isn't that brilliant? And I can make a quickie cheese sauce for, again, random recipes. Uh, and I get the kind without all the junk in it. And yes, I know it's junky to begin with, but I get the least junky kind. <laughs> And there are a couple of brands out there in different serving sizes. I usually get the, the 1.5 or 2 pound bag or container because it lasts longer. <laughs> Have you ordered powdered cheese? I'd love to hear and know about it. And so moving on to the LED ceiling light. Oh, this is a good story. Settle in. <laughs> The reason for this is because in my rickety old building, the light fixture in my foyer, I mean, that makes it sound grander than it really is, but what would you call that one and a half foot by one and a half foot patch of floor right inside the front door? Sounds better than, you know, well, front door area. <laughs> anyway, I bought the LED ceiling light because the light fixture that was there would no longer accept the Those weirdo LED light bulbs that are supposed to replace the regular good old light bulbs. You know, the regular good old fashioned ones. I miss those light bulbs. Don't you? But anyway. Oh, and I found out that you're not allowed to manufacture them in the U.S. anymore, but there's nothing against importing them. So you can go to like a dollar store or something and still buy them. So sometimes I do that. But anyway, so where was I? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, right. So the super finally came over and replaced the light fixture. And instead of fixing it, which is what I thought he was going to do, he replaced it with this LED uh, flush ceiling light, which was fine. But after he left, I turned it on. Ugh, The problem was that it was bright, ugly white. So I'm a soft incandescent white kind of girl in my house. And so the LED ceiling light came in at about 5,000 Kelvin degrees. That's how you measure color. And just so you know, daylight is 5,500 Kelvin degrees. And soft white, which is what I prefer, is anywhere from mm, 2,700 to 3,200 Kelvin degrees. And so when I left, no, sorry, when the super left... (laughs) I figured dude if he can replace the fixture so can I I mean he installed it so all I have to do is kind of backtrack take it off and then order one that's in soft white and so I requested that he leave the packaging of the LED light with me because I I figured I could look up the company and see if they offered different kelvin uh types of light which is it's common and so for 8 dollars i ordered a soft white led light a 3000 kelvin i wanted 2700 but i took the 3000 because well that's what they offered <laughs> and when it came 2 days ago i installed it i just needed a flathead screwdriver and a chair you know cuz i don't have a ladder <laughs> So yay me. Would you celebrate with me? <laughs> because it's my first light fixture replacement slash installation. You know, my friend Dubly. Hi, Dubly. who's an electrician. I hope she's proud. Dubly, are you proud? <laughs> I did a happy dance in front of my kid and I got a look, you know that look. It says, "Mom, you're crazy." And I was, and I was explaining. I said, "You know what? It's okay to be proud of an accomplishment and to celebrate it." I explained that that was the first time I'd ever done that, and I guess in my head I built it up that you know light fixtures would be too hard or something, you know, the wiring and everything. But really, I just matched the white wire to the to the white wire and the the black wire to the black wire, and I saw that the super had tucked in the green wire. So that's what I did. And you know, I I was just really proud of myself for that. So thank you for listening to me on that. And I'd love to know what home improvement activity are you proud of having done? I'd love to know. <laughs> please do. And you can let me know at, at wlfm.com. Or you can reach out on social at House of Lee NYC. I'd love to hear from you. Or you can leave a message at www. you know, the website House Okay, so I want to share an awesome new podcast with you. Husband and wife team Noelle and Lynette have started a show about movies that are hidden gems. And so the show is called Hidden Gems, a film podcast. (laughs) You've got to check it out. Makes me want to watch a lot of movies before I listen any further. I mean, they cover older films, uh, random older films. And I don't mean like 1940s films. I mean, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, for example, tough turf remember that one in the 80s from, with James Spader and Kim Richards or maybe it was early 90s but anyway that's a classic they covered that one ah so I guess this also acts as my shout out so hey Noelle and Lynette listen to their show Hidden Gems a film podcast wow thank you for allowing me into your world when I know you could be checking out a lot of other shows thank you so much Please take a moment to share the show with at least two other people. And if you're into podcasting again, come join me at podthon.com on July 18th and 19th, 2020. It's a joint venture between women of color podcasters and Asian American podcasters. And it's going to be fabulous. I've been doing the interviews and the recordings. And again, podthon.com. You don't want to miss that. Got a lot of excellent information. And finally, if you would love to have me MC or moderate your next event, virtual or live, I'd love to do that. Please do reach out to me at lee at wleafm.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at House of Lee NYC. Oh, and if you prefer, you can either record a voice memo on your phone and email it to me, or you can go to houseoflienyc.com and click on the tab that says leave a message and you can record something right then and there. Feel free to give a shout out as well. You might appear on the show. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.